0: to my turn podcast, a gaming podcast hosted by extra competitive siblings. I'm Jem and I'm joined by my honorary sibling Tim.
1: Hello, lady. Happy New Year, I think it would be. Is this is this our first podcast of the year?
0: It's your you you and I. You and I? You, you and I's I, I can't say our me is our, there's, there's a better word for it. Hour. Yep. There first. is a word. Uh, Podcast back from the new year Erem and I already did one Um, (laughs) These are going out in a slightly weird order But yeah Erem and I already did one Um, So happy new year to you Tim Because I Have I seen you? Yes I have seen you Because we made a Mm. beer together That's what we've done so far in January
1: We went a bottling Mm -hmm. Which was putting beer in bottles Not going out bottling people in a violent fashion
0: I mean Yeah, you're right. It was. We were just pouring beer into (laughs) sanitised bottles, um, making sure everything was clean and Mm -hmm. uh, that the metal tops were on properly.
1: Yep. It was a fun game. It was a production line (laughs) of bottling. (laughs)
0: Yes, and we are, of course, a gaming podcast, but we like all the nerdy things that go with games and um, especially booze. We enjoy booze. So as ever, when Tim is on the pod, we will be ending this episode with a roundup of Tim's Tasty Tipples, where Tim pairs a drink with the games that we are going to discuss today. Uh, So what are the games we're going to discuss today, Tim? What are you going to kick things off with?
1: Well, I mentioned New Year because I thought I'd tell you about the game that I played on New Year's Eve, which was the Taskmaster board game.
0: Very nice. And I'm going to be talking about a game that I've just played uh, called The Artful Escape, which is a video game. So one of each today...
1: Nice and balanced. Nice and balanced.
0: balanced. Lovely, jubbly. Uh, And just to remind everyone, if this is your first time back with us after New Year, we always do our Game of the Year roundup around Lunar New Year because, well, Lunar New Year is just kind of better because it's, like, getting sunny again by that point. The flowers Mm -hmm. are blooming. Mm -hmm. Also, January seems to be the month where... Don't know about you, Tim, but I catch up on lots of the games that I didn't quite finish or get to for the rest of the year.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. December is always more hectic than you imagine it's going to be. So you want to take advantage of those true hibernation feels you get from January of, okay, here we go. (laughs)
0: Yeah, let's eat some really... Stay before the Blue Mondays. Yeah, let's eat some masses of carbs, uh, warm drinks, hide under a blanket and play video games.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's how I like to spend January. Uh, So why Mm -hmm. don't we (laughs) kick things off with uh, the board game, Tim, which you played Mm. with actual people in an actual real-life place.
1: I did, I did. Okay, so this board game is made by Ginger Fox Games. Um, It is a party game, or they say a family game for ages 8 and over, I'm not convinced <laughs> it's <laughs> it's appropriate for uh, Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah. And it's it, yeah, it's very much based on the TV show uh, that is on Channel Four, hosted by Greg Davies and Little Alex Horn.
0: Oh, he's not that little, Tim.
1: That's that's what he's called. That's his name. <laughs> I'm going to use it. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, Fabi, so tell us uh, what you actually do in this game. In a Kind of nutshell. And if you want to describe what mm-hmm. kind of nut it is, go for it.
1: Sure. Um, it's it's a it's a case. I will describe oh, it good. as that very kind good. of nut. I like that. Thank you. Um, so it's for three to five people. And you take turns being the taskmaster. So no one gets... There's not like a big gold throne within the box that you get to sit on and, and play being Greg. That is a shame. Uh, you take it in turns. Yeah. Um, but it makes it fair because then each person draws a card which determines the task that everyone has to do. And then that taskmaster in their turn take um, will score them either fairly or arbitrarily, um, according to the number of players, so from four to one, for example. And then you can play one round for all the people that are there, or you can play two. So we did two rounds, there was five of us, we ended up playing um, ten games before we got to the final round task. Um, you start the game by drawing your portrait in a frame, which is <laughs> where you, you put your little points tally. So it looks very much like the scoreboard from Taskmaster nice. when you watch that. And you you uh, f- after every round when the points are updated, you move the uh, frames into position so you can always see who's in the lead and then probably pick on them. Uh, so that's already a good start that you get to laugh at each other's self-portraits. Yeah. And um, do you
0: like vote on who goes first based on who's got the best portrait or something?
1: Um, no, there, I I believe there was a question about, um, that related to if you're the most recent person to do X, Y, Z, you can go first. Um, but what we did is we, uh, there was one person in our gathering that had actually never seen taskmaster right so we let them be the taskmaster first so that they could (laughs) see how we reacted to it because that just made more sense
0: very nice (laughs) Um, so
1: the 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 task cards that you have they're divided into kitchen living room lab and garden and it usually involves the use of uh pen paper yourself Mm -hmm. and things you can find around the house Mm. Uh, we we played in a flat so and it was evening so we chose not to use the garden cards yeah, I was but gonna the say game does that. say freely adapt it yeah the game says you can freely adapt it to whatever you want so we just yeah. we looked through a few examples for the garden cards thought that's not practical we, we won't do that especially as um we were the flat who is at is on old kent road we didn't really want to go out yeah, there and do stuff nah. you know nah,
0: no exactly it wasn't like we had a nice <laughs> garden, garden.
1: <laughs> yeah no exactly so you know if um, if you're not so familiar with the TV show it's it's very funny it's very chaotic there's lots of arguments um, there's lots of uses of props mm-hmm. there's good potential for injuries um, <laughs> but the, the main point is that you get a ridiculous challenge to do everyone does it and you'll get points either for how good you were or how much you entertained the taskmaster and you will get penalized according to their whims as well. Okay. So there we go, that's it in a nutshell.
0: Very nice. Um, we normally do uh, a question where we say, you know, what was your expectation of the game? But You've kind of summed up a lot of the game. So I guess, what, what were you hoping to get from the game that you love about the show? I think that's probably a better way of approaching that.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean... The expectation was, well, I imagine there's going to be a lot of challenges, but I'm not sure how they're going to pull that off in a, in a board game. Mm. I was thinking, oh, will it be a lot more subdued? And will that then kind of translate the same the same feeling? I was hoping that there would be, more than anything, just lots of room for creativity. Mm-hmm. Because that's the real fun of Taskmaster. It's, yeah. just, it's seeing the way everyone's brain works really differently. Yeah. Like some, some solutions are obvious to some people. Some people come up with like really left field suggestions. <laughs> and I think that's what makes it fun is going, why did your brain think of that? <laughs> so that's what I was hoping for yeah. is like the opportunity for creativity. <laughs>
0: Fabby. So, did it deliver and what were your highlights?
1: Okay, so there is a lot of silliness in it, uh, wow. just like the show. It's a re- it's actually a really faithful um, recreation in that actually you do have to kind of use lots of props and get messy <laughs> and, and cause a bit of chaos, much more so than I thought it was going to be. Oh, I thought they great. would try and tame it down more, but you pretty much do end up landing in an episode of taskmaster. <laughs> um it's it's really easy to pick up and play. As I said, we had one person in our group who'd never seen the show and they got on just fine with it. Um after after the first round, you know, it, it took them a moment to realize what the humor of it was. Yeah. It was a little lost on them at first. Like, why is this so weird? Why don't I understand the rules? And it's like, well, there aren't really many rules. You know, you just do the task according to it. what you think it means. Yeah. So, um, it's really easy to, to start playing at a party, which is essential for party games. Obviously, no one wants to sit around and read rules. Oh, that's um, good. Um, yeah. Another thing I really liked is that you you have... There are kind of optional things you can throw in. So, one is to have a prize task um, ahead of the evening. So, this is something you do on the show where they have to bring in a thing, an object, according to the theme. Um, so, you can tell everyone before they arrive mm-hmm. and they bring in their thing and then we collectively voted on who had the best things or ranked them from from one to four yeah um our prize task was to bring something edible in your pocket (laughs) so (laughs) i made a mini roast dinner (laughs) and wrapped it in foil and just put it in my pocket so there was there was a little bit of mushroom pie (laughs) there was a pea There was a bean, there was like a square centimetre of cabbage, Um, there was a corner of a roast potato, a bit of parsnip, a bit of carrot and even some gravy, I did the whole shebang.
0: I can vouch for that as well, I saw photographic evidence of this, it looked amazing. Uh, If you've ever seen that video of someone cooking a tiny curry for a hamster, um, it's basically, it reminded me of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly, Exactly. that's what I was going for.
0: (laughs) Amazing.
1: So that was really fun. And then the good thing about the prize tasks is collectively they become the prize for whoever wins the overall game. Yeah. So whoever won the overall game got my tiny race dinner to take. home. <laughs> um. You also have a secret task that um, yeah. I enjoyed that you perform throughout the game. Um, and if you don't get caught doing your secret task, you get an extra three points. But if you manage to catch ah. someone else's secret task, you get their three points.
0: So give us an example of a secret task.
1: So, um... Mine was to um stroke stroke my jumper like it was a
0: cat. <laughs> through Just that little the
1: whole game. That
0: little pause in between stroke, stroke my jumper. Mine, <laughs>
1: yeah. My
0: mind went to dark places. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that would have been a very secret task. <laughs> That's not why I said it wasn't suitable for children. Yeah, I was gonna it's not say. Like
0: that.
1: <laughs> Um someone else had to um like take three random phone calls i think it was or right. or, or leave the room and um my friend Eugene had to say <laughs> had to say the names of 10 fruit throughout the evening <laughs> That's quite hard um, it, Well it, it is like <laughs> except that we had like a few food based interactions throughout it Oh okay. So um helpful for you. Too. So he kind of got away with it. Like it just it they they all <laughs> fell quite comfortably. And like I was lucky that I was wearing a jumper, for example. If I hadn't been wearing a jumper, I'd have had to like go and find one and start stroking it. So we actually all got away with it. But um yeah, it was fun. And the other thing I really enjoyed is for the final task um that you get that you all do together, um, which is, you know, fortunately it's got quite a um a quantitative result so no one's okay. objectively you know, I mean no one's subjectively judging it but the, the fun thing about it is um, you can read the task out from the card or you can also use the QR code with your phone and it takes you to a video from little Alex Horn himself oh. giving you the task so that's quite fun um, and then of course the, the timing starts straight away so everyone just panics it's not like you get a kind of preparatory build-up
0: oh wow okay um, so it's quite yeah it gets quite frantic I guess like ah
1: it really frantic yes um also i just want to say that it it is replayable like you get lots of task cards there's expansions available if you want to do that and um for the most part the the board and the cards are, are well designed as well so even with all the kind of chaos around you it should survive
0: so what you're saying <laughs> is it will survive the odd spillage <laughs> yes
1: i can't think why i would be recommending that to you
0: i am the spills it queen (laughs) with any tabletop based games
1: (laughs) yeah cards beware
0: there are drinks around and i will spill them (laughs) there is
1: i mean there is absolutely zero chance of you getting through this game without injuring yourself <laughs> zero
0: <laughs> I very much want to play this now after I didn't even know there was a board game version of this um, but it makes a lot yeah. of sense that there is um, so was there anything about it that was more challenging or negative
1: mm. yeah there's a few things actually um, as much as I really enjoyed it the, the the kind of going full on not not toning it down going full on into taskmaster mm. territory, does mean that you're gonna create a lot of mess. Right. Uh, it's quite it can be quite wasteful for oh, okay. all the different materials that you're using, especially around food. There's a lot of kind of potential to waste food and stuff. Um you you are, you know, most likely gonna be doing this in someone's home. <laughs> and that person needs to be really comfortable with that <laughs> because it might be weird people suddenly like running around your house grabbing things from like drawers, from the fridge. Um, you know, kind of stealing your shit and making all kinds of mess. So I think you need to have that expectation if you're going to go into the game. If you're going to be a host, lay down any ground rules you have. Maybe what I would do if I was hosting it, because I wouldn't like that. Would be to have like a props corner yeah. where you maybe have like a few tools or a few ingredients or whatever that are fair game, or to suggest people bring a bag of their own, a bit ready, steady, cook style or whatever. But that's that's definitely a downside is that it is quite um, harsh on your living environment if you're yeah. hosting. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, I guess you don't want is... people going through your knicker drawers, like in um. No. Come dine with me. <laughs> like, just having no, I and mean, it.
1: And we all fully rate, like, none of us paused for a second to say, oh, do you mind if I just use... No, we all just went for it. <laughs> we just grabbed stuff. Uh, at one point, I decided I was going to hide butter under the sofa so no one else could use it to make a sandwich. Like, it was just carnage. So right. you've got to be prepared for that. Um, the the judging mechanic as well, I will say, is something that can be quite contentious mm-hmm. because... Um, you know, people will kind of judge at a whim. And let's say you're winning, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Were you, you will do Tim? very well in the next task. Let's say, for example,
0: <laughs> okay. you do very well in the Team next task, winning. and people
1: are like, "Well, I'm not going to give you any points because I don't want you to win." And you're like, "Well, that's not the fun of the game, is it?" Um, so it's, you've got to also, um, I guess be prepared for different judging standards and Uh maybe that's a conversation at the beginning of the game as well. Although obviously sometimes part of the fun of Taskmaster is that Greg is really mean to someone when they don't deserve it. So, you know, my point is that that can cause some tensions if you don't have the right group of people. And the other thing I just wanted to mention is you get a little trophy head, you know, as the winner. I mean, obviously you don't keep it, it's just there to represent it. So it's this big gold trophy in the in the TV programme. In the board game, it's like, it's not even a shrunken plastic 3D model of it or whatever. <laughs> it's just a little standing like bit of counter. card. It's, yeah, like a counter. It's really crappy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know why that bothered me so much, but it just did. I was like, oh, that's really crap. Right. However, one of the tasks we had was to make a replica. It was make the most exact... Um, It was either image or replica of the Taskmaster's head, which basically ended up looking like um, the trophy. So as an example, I I kind of, I sat there, everyone started creating things out of like apples and (laughs) um, bread and, you know, pens and things. And um, I sat there for a minute, I was like, what would I do? I was like, let me think about this. What's the most exact image of the Taskmaster's head? And I was like, surely it's a photograph. So I discreetly just took a photograph on my phone of it and then sat there doing nothing. And everyone was like, what are you doing? And then came to judging and I was like, it's the most exact image yeah. of the head. And they were like, oh, that's awful. <laughs> and I was like, is it, isn't that genius? I don't know. Yeah. So contentious judging. Got you. Um, but there you go. There you go. That's the sort of, uh, that's the sort of bad stuff.
0: So, so what I'm hearing is that this would work best with people you know very, very well. In an environment, I think
1: I think either that you know well, or you've laid down a few few kind of ground rules about you know how you want to play the game, what's accessible, what's not. So it's not like some people for this bad stuff they'll be like that sounds hilarious, I'm all in, I love chaos. Mm -hmm. But for some people it will be a bit much, so that's why I mention it.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's a really good point. um Yeah, I can imagine (laughs) when you were saying people (laughs) were trying to make things out of apples, I was like, oh god this someone's eyes yeah. going to be poked out with a knife at some point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> just,
1: ah!
0: <laughs> Amazing. Um, and is there anything of note about this game that you haven't mentioned already that's worth highlighting or any other points?
1: Um, just in terms of who it's for then, to go back to my point of is it for families? I think it's oh, yeah. very much a party game and for drunken mm-hmm. um, I I struggled to imagine... People as young as eight being able to sort of embrace the lateral thinking of those tasks in a way that would kind of make sense with maybe, you know, like having to do the judging as well, judging Mm -hmm. it properly or getting a bit kind of, I don't know, getting a bit panicked about what they have to do or going a bit wild with the task and not coming back. I just, I, I don't know. I, I felt it was a lot to ask for that age. Maybe it's not. Maybe, again, if you want to play it as a family, you sort of set ground rules or mm-hmm. you partner up about what you're what you're going to do. But it did come across as more of an adult party game than a family game to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I guess for families, it would just be know your child.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Are they able to exactly. cope with that if not partner up? Um, I guess yeah. some eight- eight-year-olds probably would be fine with that. But then, again, it's also the thing of, are you in a relative's house and not at home? Like, mm-hmm. laying down those ground exactly. rules with what is okay. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine... And family
1: arguments and all yeah. sorts of stuff.
0: I was about yeah. to say, I can imagine <laughs> in, in our household, like me and Bilen and Erin this kind of game would have been chaos like yeah, absolute yeah. chaos because we're so competitive <laughs> um, and it, we already used to get in trouble for making potions and stuff out of random things in the house and mm-hmm. so, like emptying all my mum's stuff out of the the kitchen cupboards like herbs would go into jelly would go into angel delight and it would be a potion like <laughs> so I could just imagine mm-hmm. the chaos yeah.
1: it's. Ex- um, I mean it's exactly that that's the game yeah
0: yay grown up potion making um <laughs> i was gonna quickly ask just because you mentioned the different sort of zones what is lab in your house like what would lab be
1: um so lab is just trying to recreate the 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 tasks so in the um in the cv program it's when they go into what looks like dexter's killing room
0: <laughs> um <and> there's, <laughs> like, you
1: know, there's like plastic sheeting everywhere Bloods, and they usually have to do yeah they have to do something messy so oh, it's okay. usually like the lab tasks are usually involving um yeah kind of messier things or or gotcha. dexterous challenges
0: all right then i yeah. think not, that not using us... as much space <laughs> i see the rating no well well is there any additional recommendation or is it just what well, as said
1: what no no that? no that was it i was just yeah drunk drunken Egypts
0: let's rate Let this then, then, mm.
1: so i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten Ooh, i good Respectful. i really enjoyed it yeah i really enjoyed it um we had a great time but I also think that you could have a lot of fun making this yourself with less wasteful challenges as Mm -hmm. well so I think if you wanted to host a taskmaster party you could just create your own challenges there's nothing really in the game apart from the challenges that they set that you need you know it's everything else is just sort of Decoration. Mm-hmm. So I think if you were that way inclined, you could think of your own kind of challenges and then um, and then put them together and make a party that way. So that's why I took a couple of months off, really, because I thought you could just do this anyway. Don't necessarily need the board game to play Taskmaster.
0: Yeah, for sure. Especially if there isn't really any stuff in it except the cards and
1: mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm.
0: and a tiny trophy that looks like a paper counter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thank you very much, Tim. I'm very intrigued, and I'd very much like to play this. Is it your game, incidentally, or is it your friends? No,
1: that? no, it was, it was friends.
0: I was going to say I'll have to yeah. come over and play it, but I'll have to just invite your friends out
1: <laughs> I would, ne- I would never let you play Taskmaster in my flat, <laughs> never.
0: <laughs> Maybe do it here, and I'll just I was, I I'll will, bubble wrap. I would my only house. <laughs> let
1: you. I would only let you play it in a field. That's it. <laughs>
0: Um, or a soft play centre.
1: <laughs> soft play centre, yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. Noticed. All right. What have you? What have you got for me? Well, weirdly, this is also kind of a uh, a, a deep dive into the imagination. Let's call it that. Um, I am going to be talking about a game called The Artful Escape, um, which is a. It's described as a platform video game. I'd say it's quite narrative heavy. Um, developed by Beethoven and Dinosaur, published by Annapurna Interactive, Um, and I played it on Xbox Series X, and it came out in September 2021, so it's quite a new game. And in a nutshell, I always do the same nut because I always talk about games that are kind of (laughs) brainy, so in a walnut, Mm because it looks like a brain. Right, Uh yeah. (laughs) a young musician called francis vendetti and you are the nephew of a very very famous internationally famous intergalactically famous in fact um (laughs) folk musician called johnson vendetti and um you are basically about to play a gig for the anniversary of your uncle's most famous album your uncle is no longer with us in the time of the game it transpires you've never met your uncle but because you are a musician with the same surname um you are living under his shadow so you kind of come into the game as a young man and you are experiencing a bit of an existential crisis of like everyone wants you to be the same kind of musician as your uncle and they want you to play folk music and you've been booked Mm -hmm. to play at his Festival in kind of your uncle's honour, and they want you to play all your uncle's old songs, but secretly, dun dun dun, you like a different kind of music altogether. Uh, yeah, <laughs> shock horror, you're a different person. Um, and so the game is basically about you kind of walking through a bunch of amazingly inventive, colourful, beautifully animated uh, worlds and planets and places um, that allow you to sort of discover the musician that you are and play the kind of music that you are into. So that's oh, my nice b- that was quite a big that's, nutshell actually, but That sounds
1: nice. enticing. It was quite it's a large walnut. Um, An engorged walnut. Yeah. Um, so, did you have any expectations for it, uh, given that it's um, a game about kind of music and folk music? Did you expect Ed Sheeran to pop up at any point?
0: I, I really hope not. Um, just looking at the artwork of this game, I was like, this has got to be sort of prog rocky. It looks really sort mm-hmm. of either glam rock, going into prog rock, mind bending colours and psychedelia. Uh, all over the artwork and yes that is exactly what happens Um,
1: it does have
0: amazing music but the reason I picked this game up it's on Game Pass and as in the last episode when I was chatting to Eric I'm like Tim and I have an Xbox Series X we both have Game Pass and I cannot go on about it enough because it's just become this fantastic platform especially for smaller games like this this is a small Mm. game it takes about four hours to beat Um, and I picked it up because gradually other people are talking about it so it's getting a bit of a word of mouth reputation for being really interesting Um, and also I like the idea that you're playing musician and you play music throughout the game so I was like how are they going to do this also what is the music going to be like and it just looked really cool so yeah my expectations were like this is going to be really kind of psychedelic and interesting the music's going to be awesome and there's probably mm-hmm. going to be a, quite a good story because it's that kind of vibe about it. All
1: right. And tell me about the, uh, let's get to the good stuff. Yeah. How did you end up rocking out?
0: <laughs> well, basically, so this is, it's described as a platformer, but it is kind of, it's not quite a walking sim, but you do a lot of walking about. So mostly you're just walking about and having interactions mm-hmm. with with people. And very quickly you go from your fictional town of I think it's called calypso um yeah calypso is meant to be in colorado you sort of go into some intergalactic space port or something which is kind of like a a ship thing um and it flies around and goes to different i think they call them stations but they're like different planets um and every single planet is amazing so this is a big positive for the game The way everything is designed and rendered and animated is absolutely stunning. The colors just blow your mind. It's just so vibrant. And (laughs) there's a really simple bit of games design that I really appreciated in this because you are just walking about, it is kind of a walking sim, walking about going from A to B, but you get the option of playing your guitar while you're walking. And it's literally just press one button and hold it down while you walk. It's that simple. (laughs) But if you choose to play your guitar, you lay down um, like (laughs) some guitar solo on top of whatever the music of that kind of planet area is. And it's Mm -hmm. really damn cool. So on top of, so there's there's a basic soundtrack to every area. Then you can lay down, if you choose to, optional, your kind of guitar solo on top of that you're basically shredding then just to add to it if you choose to lay down some more guitar while you're walking around things light up and come alive and you meet this kind of like alien <laughs> there's loads of weird creatures it's just so mind-bending um loads of weird like alien plant hybrids fishy things weird like <laughs> woolly pink rhino weird things it's just like crazy looking animals and aliens and sometimes they dance sometimes they fly in the air because you're doing your guitar like sometimes they spin sometimes they play their own music along with you like it's just so cool and everything feels alive and it feels like if you choose to play your guitar all the way through, everything's even more alive like i love even the first stage when you realize something magical is happening you just light your whole town up so it's like christmas lights kind of things appear Mm -hmm. everywhere fairy lights everywhere in your in your town if you play the guitar if you don't it stays dark so it's just really nice
1: (laughs) can i ask you about the music is it yeah is it all original or is it riff on existing kind of tunes
0: um, I believe it is all original music as far as I know and that is my other positive for a game that is about music this is one of the best sounding games I've ever played um, and in the last pod I was talking to Erem about how I really appreciated the sounds of guns in Halo because they were so fun and animated and this game I think definitely play it with headphones on good headphones because not only is the music incredible and the textures and layers of music and the, the kind of variation within this sort of proggy style of music that is adopted, but also the sound work for different settings is incredible. There's one room that you go into with your kind of mentor um, that you meet in the game, who is actually also voiced by Carl Weathers, which is just amazing. <laughs> i'm like (laughs) apollo creed is my friend Um, (laughs) it's just really cool um so that there's a sequence when you're in a kind of tiled room almost like looks like a bathroom and there's the right kind of echo for that space on both actors dialogue which Mm -hmm. is just something that i didn't ever think about until this game made me think about it So if you're in a kind of echoey space, both voice actors have their voice treated in a way that makes it sound like they are actually in that space. There's a bit when you're in a recording studio and you're communicating with an alien that's like laying your track down for you. It's crazy. Um, But he's obviously (laughs) on the other side of the barrier, just talking to you through the mic like you would in a real recording studio. And so the haziness is there. It's just Mm -hmm. lovely, lovely textures of sound that are so alive and well thought through. And I don't think I've ever experienced that in a game that is essentially just fun. Like I think, so we've talked about games like Hellblade before, which obviously has a very sophisticated level of sound design for a whole different reason. But this mm-hmm. is a game that's essentially fun and sort of, I don't know, like silly in parts as well, but they're just attention yeah. to detail. Is, is mind-blowingly good. It's really lovely. It makes
1: it makes such a difference when, whether it's games or films, actually, they invest in their sound. If you've got kind of smaller budgets and smaller resources, I'd much rather people invest in their sound over their graphics, personally. I think it involves you more.
0: Yeah. And a um, little, little fun fact for you. The game was conceived by someone called Johnny Galvatron, who I've never heard of, but... <laughs> This person is one of the founding members and lead guitarist of the band The Galvatrons. Uh, and apparently before they formed the band, he'd studied film and computer anim- animation. Um, and so this kind of is partly his brainchild. So it's got a lot of influences of David Bowie, of Ziggy Stardust. Um, You can feel a bit of the sort of fun of the Wes Anderson sort of, imaginative mm-hmm. sort of layering upon layering of characters that you meet. And uh, Jason Schwartzman's in it as well as one of the voice actors. Um, mm. Lena Headey's one of the voice actors. Like it's an qu- amazing voice cast and you can see the influences of different musicians in different movies in the way that this sort of, it sort of accumulates layers. I guess that's the best way mm-hmm. of talking about it. Uh, it's quite hard to describe but imagine just taking a psychedelic trip into a video game <laughs> this is kind of it <laughs> sure
1: i can do that <laughs> uh were there any at any point did the psychedelic trip uh, go bad
0: no not the psychedelic trip i for me there wasn't enough gameplay in this so this is my only negative really um, the story's fine like I'll come to that in a second but just in terms of the gameplay like you're just walking around and every now and again there's a little guitar hero moment and I honestly thought that would be the game like so there's all these kind of aliens and weird creatures and amazing light shows and big stages and they find creative ways to give you a button prompt Um, so you have to match the button prompt and that might be the eyes that open on an alien creature and that corresponds to your controller. Um, Or it might be lights on a creature's head or on a big board in the sky. So you basically are matching button patterns, much like a Guitar Hero type of thing. But this is so Mm -hmm. little used in the game. Like it's, it's underused and I felt like that should have been the game. Because essentially, this is... You're watching a narrative unfold otherwise and you're just controlling the walking, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's nice. But the fact that there was some of this kind of gameplay but just not much of it just left me kind of thinking, mm, I feel like they didn't come down hard enough on whether that it was going to be a game or something that was more narrative-driven like, a, you know, right. what, what What Remains of Edith Finch kind of thing where really there is nothing to do except discover things which would have been fine as well but i think because they introduced the button sequencing i was like getting into mm-hmm. that and then i was like oh is that it because every time i started getting because it was quite challenging but literally only you do like about four reps and then it'll be done <laughs> and i was like what so as you're yeah. getting into it it's over I'm like, what? I'm, ah! and it's described as a platformer, but there's literally no platforming you're just going, you're just pretty <laughs> can you much... you even jump? Yeah, you jump. <laughs> but it's literally linear. It's just one direction almost the whole Ooh. game. Apart from your kind of base ship where you can wander around a little bit. But yeah, so so that was like, it just seems strange. One, that it's described as a platformer. And two, that it introduces a bit of gameplay, but like not enough. So that, mm-hmm. but maybe it doesn't matter.
1: So yeah. Yeah. It- it sort of it was a little bit of about identity crisis and it had an identity crisis itself yeah
0: i think so the other thing i'd <laughs> say um about that identity crisis uh storyline is that it was pretty cliched um i kind of wanted something smarter from it because everything else about the game was so clever and so well put together and like really amazing actually a lot of it but the story was pretty basic and i kind of wasn't sure by the end of it what the overall message was because essentially he was encouraged to create an alter ego, much like Ziggy Stardust, to Mm -hmm. become his own type of musician, to like remove himself from the name that tied him to his uncle's legacy. It's like, that's fine. Like I get pushing the be your own person narrative, but it was a bit like, make up a backstory for yourself, create a whole mm. new wardrobe. And I, listen, I had fun designing my rock wardrobe. That was a very fun moment in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was really awesome. Uh, I looked great. But um it was weird that a big part of the game was encouraging you to sort of lie. Not lie, but like mm. be a false version of yourself in order to... Play the kind of music you want. Is in order to make your art, you had to hide behind a character, which I found yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, and you. then there's just a little line tacked on at the end by one of the characters that's just sort of helping you, which is like, "Don't lose the guy that you were before. He's my friend." It's like, "Oh right, now you're telling me." That who <laughs> yeah, I'm late now. Yes. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just quite weird. And on top I of printed that,
1: business cards. It's too late. I know,
0: right? And it was fun though. You do get <laughs> to pick a really fun character name for yourself, and to get around because you can type in the name, so it comes up on the mm-hmm. subtitles, uh, and they give you a um, adjective to go with it, um, which is they can say in the dialogue. But whatever name you pick, it's just covered with a kind of Bill and Ted style so every time someone <laughs> says your name it's like the wonderful which i thought was quite quite a clever way of getting around mm-hmm. what you could literally pick any name you wanted um but yeah and also with the characters uh there's a kind of moody cyberpunky young woman character who's just such a cliche it's that kind of eye rolly um, so like over everything oh my god mm. like it's just got that energy and I just I was really disappointed that that character existed in that way because they pushed that she was actually cool and having her own journey and was actually more talented and creative than the two male characters but the whole way through she was just so moody and grumpy and it's that kind of American high school archetype of the eye rolling young woman who's just cool, mm-hmm, too cool mm-hmm. for everything. And I just was like, mm, we're well, we still doing that. Um, Cause I thought the two male characters were just warmer. Um, and then yeah. she was just sort of cold the whole way through. It's fine. It's a choice, you know, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, so those things I was like, well, it could have been amazing. And there was just like the odd little niggle, but, um, but really it's an amazing game. Like, that cool. Is yeah.
1: there is there anything else we need to know? Like, is it for anyone in particular?
0: Um, yeah, I'll head into recommendations. I really would recommend this to anyone who enjoys music, especially guitar-based music. So, if you like your prog rock, even if you like your folk, because I think that the kinds of um, the hints towards those artists, like your Bob Dylan's, and there's little gags about the Beatles and things like that especially at the beginning it's quite like nice Mm -hmm. you're like oh yeah yeah you see me i see you um there's some funny like puns with the town shops that are all like puns on on famous musical artists like my favorite one was there's a shop called page and plant which was a bookshop that also sold plants but obviously page and plant led zeppelin yeah there's just little things like that just made me really laugh um (laughs) But yeah, I'd recommend this to anyone unless you're someone who doesn't like games that are essentially a walking sim. So if you mm-hmm. find something that is literally you just walking about boring, you probably will get bored of this, even though it's only four hours long. Because even I was like almost bored of it at the end of this, very short. So that would be my only caveat. But I think it'd be suitable for most ages, like that can play a console game. So like, definitely like, over eight I'd say I don't think there's any
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh, I don't think there's any bad content in it it's pretty easy you're just going forwards it's just whether or not you'll understand the nuances and the and the little gags I think so if you've got if you're yeah. in your 30s and older or if you're really into those kind of artists you'll you'll get a lot of the the gags and stuff but yeah I recommend mm-hmm. it to most people and hey if you've got Game Pass definitely check it out because it's really amazing. Like it's I was dazzled by it. The senses were dazzled, Tim. <laughs>
1: does that bring us onto a rating?
0: It does. So I think I'm going to give us an 8 out of 10, but like with a with a star. Yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely check out um if this sounds appealing to you. And as I said it's so short, you might as well, right?
1: Might as well. You got well. Going past. might as well. Might as, well. Might as the well experimental hells to the hell yeah
0: and i really look forward to seeing what um the developers do next because i think it's really cool lot of potential
1: would you um like me to get my tipples out
0: yes it's time for timmy's tasty tipples where we pair drinks with the games we've just reviewed
1: So first of all Taskmaster board game Mm -hmm. what I will say is we we drank champagne throughout it because it was New Year's Eve (laughs) and we had a a jolly good time doing that wouldn't necessarily say it's it's the perfect match for the game in any other context what I think you should do for a drink if you're playing Taskmaster is like make it make it a cocktail challenge. Ooh. It could be perhaps, that you know, the prize round, you could all create your own cocktail, have a sip of all of them and then decide who made the best one. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, whoever wins has to finish them all off, <laughs> which is both a blessing and a curse. So I would say cocktail challenge, whatever you've got lying around, that should be your Taskmaster drink.
0: Use up your old and... syrups and condiments. Yeah. <laughs> With a bit of vodka. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All all the bottoms of the bottles. Just give them a swill, <laughs> pop them in a glass. <laughs> Um, Sounds like our
0: uni
1: days, you. Tim. <laughs> oh, don't, don't. I don't want to. Rec- <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, were you aware that there are actually quite a few rock bands who have their own lines of drinks?
0: Yes. Uh, I know Iron Maiden famously have uh their real ales. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They their most popular is called Trooper beer. Um, they have sold millions and millions of, uh, of litres of it. So that's very popular. You can get that quite widely. Uh, Metallica also have Enter Night Lager.
0: Very hot. <laughs> Hang on. Enter Night. Sorry. Exactly.
1: As you, <laughs> as you crush an empty can against your forehead. Um, there's also some quite stylish lagers from uh, Marshall. You know, the amp makers. It's oh, called, I didn't uh, know Amped that. Up yeah that i like
0: that that is a good name
1: yeah very nice thank you marshall but if you're really serious about your booze there's only one band to go to Mm -hmm. and that is motorhead because motorhead have such an extensive range they've got single malt whiskey um wow that's been that's been cast in in sweden and is apparently fantastic they've got rum from um, the Caribbean. They've got vodka. They've even got a Shiraz Rosé wine. Shut up. So all your bases covered with Motorhead.
0: (laughs) I I did not know that. I did not know they even had a beer. So uh, I'm going to be looking into that. Um, Yeah, I'm familiar with the Iron Maiden one. And I think the theatricality of some of their music and some of this game would be quite a nice match. So... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm, good (laughs) very good Tim Um, can I put you on the spot
1: Uh, okay
0: Uh, last week Erem and I discussed Halo Infinite and uh, Total War Three Kingdoms which uh, is based in China and I wonder if you could on the spot so Halo big space guy flying around with some really uh, again more theatrical slightly camp weaponry
1: Mm -hmm. Mhm. Mhm. Okay.
0: (laughs) Shooting grunts Um, that go. (laughs) What
1: what I can tell you about space booze yeah. is um, that it's it's never... They, they try to send kind of different varieties of booze into space and it does something really funny to the taste for most of it and the astronauts don't want it because it just smells like vom. That said, oh. Russians readily take up lots of vodka and sneak in even though it's not officially sanctioned uh, to the International Space Station. Um, however... There have been wines that have been sent into um, space fairly recently oh, very nice. and brought back in, and tested, and they have been vastly improved. Wow! Um, so yeah, they they sort of mature quicker, essentially. So my recommendation is, if you are going on a space flight, mm-hmm. pick up a fortified wine that travels well, and it will mature faster, and the flavour will improve. So that's your Haley recommendation. There we go. Take we can stick that in space. the spot Spartan
0: armor. Very good. S-
1: space wine, and for the other one. Um, which you said is set in China, right?
0: Yeah, and it's about the so, Yellow Turban Wars.
1: Well, um, I think you could um, definitely go for a baiju.
0: Ooh. Baiju
1: is a, um, a spirit that is drunk and it's made from sorghum, which is a grain ah, yes. that's popularly used to make beer in Africa, actually, um, but can be eaten as well. They eat it like popcorn in India. Um, and it's naturally gluten free oh lovely <laughs> so there's a there's there's a tip for you but yeah a distilled spirit uh, in China and it's the most widely drunk spirit in the world even more than vodka whiskey rum all Shush. of it the most popular spirit in the world by due, but we just don't really know that much about it over here
0: wow okay very good so you did four for us there Tim thank you deserves a baby round of <laughs>
1: applause Yeah. <laughs> thank you the pressure
0: Thank you, listeners, for joining us for Timmy's Tasty Tipples. We'll see you next time. (laughs) We need to get a little jingle for that.
1: something plinky like plinky, a glock and yeah spiel. like a glock yeah i'll get my <laughs> glock and spiel out yeah um, get your glock
0: out so that brings us to the end of this episode of my turn podcast so thank you so much for joining us uh we will be back again next week with more games for you uh, as ever if you have anything to recommend to us especially as we're coming towards our end of year roundup anything that you think we've missed we've actually done quite well this year i think actually But um, especially board games as well, because we will be seeing each other in person again soon. Um, Let us know. Also, if you feel the love in your heart that we do for games, please consider giving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. Uh, Any nice reviews will be read out on the next show. Tim will use his special voice.
1: Do you mean this one? The ASP. What do you
0: mean this one? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Of your preference. If you give us five star a five-star review, okay. you can request the voice. Um <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Tim. Pleasure as always. Thanks. We'll catch thank you next you. time. Thank you, thank you. Bye! Bye.